everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I have the sun in my face today in my little home studio. We're just going to go with it. I'm an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. If I didn't say it yet, I'm founder and executive producer at the Film Fund, which I think I said, too much coffee. Started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our fall 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are open, so check us out at thefilmfund.co to enter your one-sentence pitch for a chance to receive up to $10,000 to make your film. I want to remind listeners that contests do happen regularly, so if you are listening at a later date, check the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information. Today, I have Ariel Friedman and Lucy Blumenfield on the show. I hope I said their names correctly. Usually, I ask how to pronounce them before, but I forgot. So I think I did them correctly, though, because you're giving me thumbs up. So Lucy and Ariel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, can you give us a little intro about yourselves? And while you do so, I'm going to fix the light because I'm looking at my camera and I look ridiculous, but I am listening. Sure. Um, hi, I'm Ariel Friedman. I, uh, before coming to film, I was a professional ballerina for my whole life and danced professionally for six years and then decided to stop dancing and go to college and uh, started doing film in college and met Lucy and we started uh, making films together. And uh, in November of 2021, I believe, we uh, started a film production company called Face Films with our uh, other very good friend and business partner and creative partner, Camilla, Camilla Grimaldi, who's wonderful. And yeah, we work mostly with uh, short form content, music videos, narrative shorts, um, and recently started doing some development stuff, which is really exciting, and it's been lovely. Very cool. And uh, Lucy, do you want to go ahead, too? Yeah, um, I'm a writer-director based in New York, um, also produce with uh, Phased Films, and I love doing music videos as well as narrative shorts. And, yeah. Awesome. And they are winners or were winners of the film funds kit split uh gift card it was 400 to help with camera so um did you, i know it's been a while since you guys won we just were talking about that before we were recording uh, i was over COVID, i believe so um did you get you said you were in post-production before what's the status of the project right now uh just uh premiered online um we had a premiere with director's notes um, oh no way that's awesome Vimeo. yeah Cool. Um, before that, it premiered like in theaters at uh, Nifty, um, the film festival, which was really great. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I've heard of Nifty. It's, um, oh my God, what's it called for it? National, you want to say it? It's like National Film Festival for Talented Youth. Yes. Cool. That's so awesome. Yes. Yeah, you'll definitely have to um, send us more details about that and where you can watch the film and yeah. everything like that so we can link to it for sure. Um, for sure. Let's see yeah, here. it was. Tell us a little bit about uh, what the film was about. Yeah, so basically for for me, the reason I was drawn to the piece, we didn't write it. Uh, it was originally a, a short play by the incredible playwright, Callan Stout. And um, when I read it for the first time, I just felt so connected to it. And it felt like her writing so encapsulated kind of the pain of losing a parent while also trying to keep going with your life and not get stuck in in the grief of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I had recently 
lost a parent as well. So I felt very um, drawn to it and on a whim reached out to her. She was very gracious and agreed to work with us to adapt it to a short film. And um, yeah, that's just kind of how it got started as a project on our end. And it was a very personal film for, for me. And I, I felt very connected to it and very grateful for Callan letting us uh, work with her beautiful writing. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, um, but I am glad mm -hmm. that you were able to take that and actually, you know, create something uh, meaningful out of it. I think that's a super, you know, healthy way to yeah. deal with grief and, you know, inspiration comes from all places. So one of my questions on the list is where do you draw inspiration from for your work? So obviously in this case, took it from your own life experience, which I just think is so awesome. Um, you know, I, you. I'm a writer as well, and I've definitely, you know, processed things by writing them down, whether they turn into scripts or not, just like, just writing helps. Whenever I can't figure something out, I just usually write, even if it's just like a work thing, like, here's the problem, okay, Honestly. I'll write it out and figure out what to do. Um, so that's so cool yes. that you, you took that situation and, and turned it into something, um, and something you can share with Thanks. other people too. Um, so it's so cool. Yeah, I think... I think I, I completely agree with everything you're saying about writing. I think it's an incredibly cathartic experience, even if it doesn't become a film or anything, even just to have it, to let it out into a notebook. Um, and I think it was very special for me to be able to make this film with a bunch of collaborators that I'm very good friends with and like love very deeply. And um, yeah, just being able to work with people who are really wonderful and all cared and all just wanted to make something special together. And did you shoot really in nice. New York City? We shot in uh, Long Island. Okay. And yeah, you asked the question about inspiration. And I think like for me, a big part of the inspiration was like how to take this short play and, and make it kind of bring it into the cinematic universe. And location was a big part mm -hmm. and kind of this sparseness as like this surreal, almost like metaphorical landscape for where this is all playing out. Um, so I was like in, in Nassau County and I saw this um, parking lot with this uh, abandoned Sears building. And I was like, this is this is where this, this story needs to be, not as like a real place, but as kind of where she's experiencing all of that. So location was a, a big, a big inspiration for me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, using definitely, that, you know, to influence the story too is, is so important too, is like, um, when you're writing, and again, whether it's for talking a lot about writing not for film, interestingly enough today, even though we're a film podcast, but when you're writing, whether it's for film or prose or whatever, um, I always like to think of the setting as kind of this, sometimes it's a character in itself, it's dynamic, and it has its own yes. nuances and traits and characteristics that really can contribute to the story um, and make that so much more immersive. So very cool that you guys um, found inspiration from the locations as well. And uh, you said you went to film school? So we uh, both met because we go to Columbia University okay. and uh, we're both seniors and about oh, to cool. graduate. Um, but yeah, which is yeah. Mm -hmm. Um But uh, so not technically a film school, not technically a film okay. school, but um, definitely a film studies mm -hmm. program. And I think the emphasis on kind of film theory, especially within that program, at first, at first I was like, oh, I wish it was a real mm -hmm. film school. But now I, I actually can really appreciate a lot of the film theory. And I think it's actually really strengthened my ability to think about the things I want to make in a very like critical mm -hmm. way and kind of use a lot of the 
a lot of the films that we've studied in class and a lot of the things I've learned to kind of form my own artistic voice and like sharpen kind of my, my filmmaking tools and yeah. So not technically a film school, <laughs> well, they but have, very, um, very Columbia valuable. has the MFA program that I think is production based. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we, we met at, we're in two different undergrad okay. schools and there's like no production, oh, wow. but I will say that kind of was a blessing for this project. We had to seek out people who had more production experience and everyone kind of was bringing their own piece to mm -hmm. it. And we were able to meet people outside of like our school community because right. of that. Um, and also like we didn't have the typical like constraints of a film program, um, having to go through kind of all of that, all mm. of those like loopholes and, and all of that. And we were able to just kind of do it on our own and on our own. And, and I think it, it, not having the production program really forced us to like, okay, we want to make films. Like, how are we going to do this? Like, let's figure yeah. this out. And like, just kind of made the learning process like a lot mm. faster for us in terms of production. I completely agree. I think it also forced a lot of um, autonomy and like seeking out our own ways of learning and like really forced us to kind of jump in feet first and kind of be like, okay, we got to figure this out. And um, I think it kind of echoing what Lucy said, I think it allowed us to really develop a community of other filmmakers around us that we could not only work with, but learn mm -hmm. from, which I think is so valuable. And um, yeah, like we never would have met Camilla if we had been in a film uh, program. And I think like- and who was Camilla again? Uh, sorry, she was the producer on this project. And then we started our production company, Face Films gotcha. together with her after, like through through this project, we all basically okay. got to the I end of the project. And I'm a bad listener today because I no. focused on this no, no, no. color of light coming through my shades <laughs> i can't stop talking about it because it's so distracting but um <laughs> no you're good <laughs> you're that's, good that's really so cool. no worries I, was, I didn't go to film school um i went to lehigh university and they finally got a film studies minor so i did a film studies minor um i mean they were mostly english courses and then they changed them to film studies by the time i graduated but anyway um it was good because i had a lot of film theory and i was able to take that mm -hmm. film theory and really it made me it added another dimension to my writing to my directing is like as i'm able to think about it like i wouldn't consciously do oh i want to use this portion of film theory when i'm doing something but it would make me think about it a little bit more and almost like analyze my own project critically so i think film theory is super super important so i think and the fact that you weren't forced into like a production program where you have to do those you know certain procedures is i can resonate with that as well I, you know i didn't have we didn't have any production i think they had like a documentary program but wasn't very big um, so I had to figure everything out and just like make it happen. So, but having that film theory background I, helped a lot in terms of, uh, you know, creative and, and analytical side of things. Very I will valuable. say that like we met Camilla, Camilla did go to film mm -hmm. school. And so she was able to bring that knowledge. So we were like making sure we were doing everything safely mm -hmm. and filling out the right permits and all of that. So like we did learn that through her. Um, and that was really mm -hmm. valuable too. Where did she go to film school? She went to NYU. Did you say NYU? Connection cut out for a second. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I cut out. No, I'm we are sorry, all good. Guys. I think we're back. Um, NYU is a very well-known school in New York, I am told. So that's awesome. And um, what is the status <laughs> of the project? You said, uh, I can't remember. I was so focused on that stupid light that looks normal now. Um, I can't remember if we talked about that before we started recording or after. Uh, so we'll just say it again. No, you're good. <laughs> 
Um, the film is officially out in the world. It premiered at Nifty um, in 2021, the festival there, and then it premiered online with director's notes very recently. Um, and it's going to be featured on Beyond the Short very oh, nice. soon. And uh, yeah, it's it's on Vimeo. We can yeah, send you the information. We'll, we'll post that in the show notes. We'll do a social yeah. media post about it. Would have loved some updates from you guys mm-hmm. on your premiere status, but that's okay. Um, it's okay. We'll do we'll do it retroactively, and we'll we'll post the link so everyone can watch it. Um, that's so awesome. Can't wait to watch it. And the way the film phone works, you don't even need to pitch the title of the film when you're entering. It's really just the one sentence pitch about what it's about and how you'd use the funding. So, what is the title of the film? Yeah. So the original title of the play was much, much longer. So we put it down and it's uh, it's called Immutable Uncertainties. And it's about memory and kind of the fallibility of memory. Cool. And, and it's a things, drama? So. Nice. It is a drama, yes. So while we're talking about Sad. the format of the film phone and the one sentence pitch, if you're okay with it, now that the film is released, I'm going to read the pitch sentence you entered with. Is that okay? Sweet. Some filmmakers are like super protective of it, um, which I don't know. It's a short film. Like people worry about stealing IP and this and that, but I'm of the opinion like you need to talk about your work to really get it out there and analyze it and make the best of it. So here we go. Shot in reverse order. So each new joy is an unsettling experience of not remembering the past. Kirsten and Mark make memories together as Kirsten's mom loses hers to Alzheimer's. Funding is for camera. So they used a semicolon there to keep it one sentence, which is a great little tip for anyone listening. Uh, With the film fund, your entries do have to be one sentence. If they're two sentences, you're disqualified uh, because attention to detail is very important as a producer, as a filmmaker, as someone getting a project off the ground. There's so many things you need to keep track of, so many hats you need to wear. So make them one sentence. Semicolons are fine. And they won the Kids Play gift card because their funding use was for camera, which made them eligible for the um equipment category prize so i love this sentence because it is just it's so creative you know it, it starts out and immediately says okay we're not going to do this normally we're going to shoot it in reverse order so that's something unique and then it uses certain words like unsettling that's such a great word um because it evokes you know the sense of conflict and things are not as they seem and just you know puts the world in this state that's not solid it's like okay something something's wrong here it's unsettling and then they say what's unsettling oh the experience of not remembering the past so there's a conflict right there too like struggling to remember something um and then they create more memories try to fix that and then you have the 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 sad you know dramatic conflict of kirsten's mom you know suffering from alzheimer's and passing away so there's so much packed into one sentence here um as my little off-the-cuff analysis um goes into so great to have them as a winner um i can't wait to watch the film and yeah so tell us a little bit about writing that sentence if you remember i know it was a long time ago um but did you have multiple drafts of the sentence was this something you kind of just fired off Mm -hmm. oh yeah this was like an an hour-long process callan the this uh, writer also helped us and we we really labored over this one sentence really lots did. of different versions making sure it was in word count it was yeah. lots of conversations really yeah. trying to use punctuation in a way that allowed us to do mm-hmm. to say all the things we needed to say i do remember vividly being on like a two-hour <laughs> zoom call the three of us and just being like 
right. and being like, it's not within word count yet. Awesome. And then we finally got it in. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely a process, but I do think exactly like what you were saying. I think attention to detail as a filmmaker and producer is incredibly important. Um, and I think having to write that one sentence really forced us mm -hmm. to like boil it down. Um, which I think is a very important skill to be able to have, especially in filmmaking is to just be able to pitch it in a sentence. Um, and so it was a very valuable experience. And I think laboring over a sentence, even though it's very hard, is a very important skill to have. Yeah, totally agree. And we hear that from almost all of our winners. Um, they say, you know, one of the how they say how challenging it is to boil it down to a sentence, to reduce it to a sentence. Um, but I don't use the word reduce in like a negative sense. I know it kind of has that connotation, but almost like we'll talk about like food. If you're cooking something, you're reducing something into something else that's more efficient. And, um, I don't know. I'm not a chef. I don't know what I'm talking about in terms of that. But, um, you know, just making it what it's about, you know, the single plot this the concept of the story what is your film about for a short film one sentence what is your story really about what are you trying to get across um you know that was the first feedback we got from tim viola the first winner um god almost six years ago now we've been doing this and he said you know it really helped strengthen our log line in terms of talking about the film like what was his film americano about what was really about what does patriotism mean in the united states and what does it mean to be an american and what is the american dream and they didn't really that was kind of all over the place um, until they entered the film fund and reduced their narrative into one sentence of, oh, it's about freedom and, you know, what that really means and how that's being distorted. So it's always helpful, even with features, you know, to have a log line to know where your home base is and what that central theme is. I always say, oh, yeah. um, you know, don't go into writing with themes in mind because then they kind of become forced. But once you write that first draft and then you go back you're like oh okay here's the central theme here are the notes i want to hit and that can all be achieved by by looking at that log line and by creating something um succinct which is super important like no one no one wants to listen to you Definitely. talk for 30 minutes about your film unless that's a subsequent meeting you need to be able to pitch it in one sentence and or maybe two when you're first talking to somebody so so glad you guys were able to do that Definitely. i mean yeah we I was going to say, like, even for applications where we have, like, longer things that we need to write, we're always talking about, like, mm -hmm. how we can kind of condense sentences. That, like, mentality has, like, followed us with, with every other application we've had to do. Yeah. And I think it's, like, I mean, everything we're saying, it's an incredibly valuable skill for so many reasons. And especially when you're pitching something because you have to be able to, with confidence and clarity and articulation, mm -hmm. just, like, state what you're doing and I think that's a very can be a very scary thing to do as a filmmaker because you're like but it's about all these things. and it's like you have to you have to put a stake in the ground and you have to take a stand and it's really important especially when you're pitching yeah even with like all of our like music video decks or like any other kind of decks and presentations we're always like one big mm -hmm. image one sentence next slide so definitely and what's the name of your production very cool. Phased films, F A Z E D. Continue with that full time after graduation. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yes. that's the plan. If we can so swing it, yeah. yeah. Very, 
very excited about. Very, very cool. Yes. Both of um, and you'll work on, you said music videos, yeah. short, you're doing any commercial work too? So we're doing, at the moment, we're doing okay. mostly music videos and short films, mm. but also, um, also branded stuff. And also, kind of a- also doing some branded stuff. And I think we want mm. to go in the direction of doing more branded stuff. Um, I also mm. just like love features and TV. So really working on my own writing and trying to get um, some ideas I've had for a while on the page and flesh those out. Um, and also and doing... No, I was going to say we're developing um, features with other writers to eventually produce those. So that's a really exciting that's awesome. you have a lot thing going that's, on. I love that's it. been happening somewhat recently. It's been Yeah, I've personally, I've mm-hmm. found like so much joy in the development phase, especially like helping other writers and directors to kind of like we're talking about, like get their ideas really clear and focused and, and be kind of the best that they can be on the page and on screen. And so I think I am very much looking yeah. forward to being no, able to put be all amazing. my time and attention Someone who into our production owns company. their own business and does it full time. Um, it's definitely stressful, but it's definitely rewarding too, because you just have so much freedom to work on whatever you want. Like this morning, up until this call, I, um, I opened up a script. I wrote a feature wrote it like god maybe like 10 years ago just like through college just like in my spare time and then i'm finally revising it i got coverage on it like earlier this year in april i haven't touched it since i'm like you know what i'm gonna do this so having that freedom and that flexibility to like devote time to doing something is so awesome um so yeah i'm excited for you guys it is (laughs) yeah thanks thank you Um, i'm excited for you too that's so exciting what are some of the major challenges in the filmmaking process for both of you Um, in general, or for this general, product, but project, but I think talking specific. about this project specifically could be good as well. So, however you want to answer it. Yeah, I think for this project, we were very concerned about mm-hmm. getting enough money to be able to make it, and so the the fundraising process was stressful. Even though we were very fortunate to make our goal and be able to to make the film the way we wanted to make it. Um, Something I do remember from oh, no. set itself was that it just kept raining <laughs> and we were shooting outside and we needed to be outside. And so kind of the weather deciding to have her own adventure yeah. while we were shooting was quite a struggle. But um, yeah. yeah. Another unique challenge to this, we had to move a concrete pool table, like where the living room, there was like a, a pool table it and it was con- like it was made out very, of very heavy. Like we, there was a, we, 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 is that how they it make was made out of fully like slabs of concrete and there uh, <laughs> oh potentially it was like a it was like a legit pool table and we just right. didn't know if we were going to be able to move it out but there was oh, like wow. five people you never know and we did it so <laughs> yeah which is also you never know so luckily yeah, we so had a, a prep day that was important have an art prep day very good right. so that we yeah. we were not holding back production when we were moving yeah, this prep pool day table. Was super important. Yeah. um yes. when you're budgeting yeah. you know, always try to budget in a prep day prep days are so um, for art my production designer gets mad at me because i don't always do that yeah. but it is super super important and helps a lot on set um It does. And it helps. It helps when you're actually shooting, like on the day mm. of shooting, shooting for things to go a lot yeah. smoother because things are ready and you just have to come in, set up lights, camera and kind of go. 
we we also had like a really long pre-production process with this um so basically like almost five months of pre-production including like getting the funding and we've worked on projects where we've had a week of pre-production and like we can pull it off but it was like really helpful especially because for us this was like one of our Mm. this was like our first like bigger project with like a real crew real equipment um and so having that pre-production process was super important yeah Definitely. I think it was it was an incredible learning experience to be able to not only have Camilla, our producer, um, who's incredible at what she does, um, guide us through and also teach us, but also have the time to be able to learn in a way that like those skills actually stayed with us and we could build on them so that it could be a foundation for us becoming producers and like eventually our production company and all the things. So this project was really foundational, I think, for the three of us in kind of the trajectory of our careers, what we want to do, our partnership creatively and business-wise. Like, it was also, a very curious, foundational how did you handle uh, the rain? Did you project. Wait it out. Did you end up shooting in the rain? Okay. We just went in our car oh, <laughs> and we just... put we put like plastic on the camera. We had some like tents. Mm. Um, it wasn't like heavy rain, but yeah, there was just a lot of plastic <laughs> being put over pieces of equipment. Yeah, it was definitely enough rain for us mm. to be getting wet and then the equipment right. getting wet. So we decided to definitely take care of everything and shoot on? keep it safe and kind of wait for it to pass. And then it passed. Oh, cool. And you got, did you get that through? It's the Alexa Mini. I'm not, I don't remember exactly what equipment we mm. put towards what because gotcha, gotcha. there was like a few Very different cool. vendors and stuff. But we did end up getting oh, nice. almost all of our equipment Very through cool. KitSplit. So through, yeah, absolutely. Through so the, through the film fund. Um, so thank you. Awesome company. you know, we, we love supporting them and yeah. you know using their, their gift cards as prizes. So always, uh, always exciting to see them being used. Then, uh, yeah. They are very wonderful. We've we've used oh, them quite a bit in our, you know, awesome. since then and, and then, getting it. So you said it was at yeah, um, so. Nifty, and then it premiered yeah. with director's notes online. Um, did, were you in any other festivals? Directors, yeah. Not yet, but we're still mm-hmm. applying. We're we're gonna do another uh, little round of some things. I think yeah. initially we wanted to to just dip our toes in. Cause I think it's like, it was our first mm-hmm. real experience with kind of film festivals. And I think now we have a lot more confidence with kind of mm-hmm. how to apply where we want to apply kind of what we want to do. So I think going forward, we're going to, we're going to try and get it out there. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I'm and see how it goes. Festival, and it's so we've gotten mm-hmm. into a few, um, but it's so like nerve wracking just waiting to hear back. And then some festivals, like if you premiere, at one, they so won't accept you for the other because they want it to be a premiere in that state. It's just so frustrating, but um, it's really expensive. It is yeah. frustrating. It's also so expensive as well. So I think it's really mm. expensive, and I think the financial barrier is is quite challenging. I, of course, I understand why it exists, and I know that film festivals, of course, need to make money and all of that. So I understand why it exists, yeah, but I think also the financial um, aspect of it is, is to quite save some money. Too. We actually, you have to spend some money, but it may help mm-hmm. save some money in the long run. Um, if you go on film freeway and you promote your project, you can mm-hmm. get 
invites from other festivals and they'll give you discount codes. So they'll say like, they'll, they'll either send you a full free fee waiver or like a 50% off discount code to enter. <laughs> it's a little frustrating because as, like we found some great festivals through it. Well, we haven't been to them yet, but what look like great festivals who have given us full fee waivers and then other ones who have given us 50% fee waivers. And you would think, oh, they're asking you to submit with a discount, like they're interested. And we've gotten rejected by a couple of them. So it's like, did they just want our money? And they asked us yeah. to submit for the entry fee. I don't know. Um, but we did find some festivals that gave us a full fee waiver that I yeah. think might be worth it. Um, so that's something to look into, like paying for like trailer. Yeah, they have a few that are different ones. We did like trailer. Thank you. That's such a great like, tip. Something called now submitting. Um, it's not that expensive. Like maybe the most expensive thing we spent was like $100, I think. Um, the, the now submitting was like less than 50 i want to say okay. you do get a ton of like spammy festivals too though so it's like use an email address that maybe you don't mind getting flooded yeah with like just these little some spam festivals from like, Russia <laughs> yeah. that will ask and like india that will ask you to <laughs> submit i have a ton of them right now um yeah absolutely that comes from well, that's a great um, tip thank you so much I didn't podcast know that. episodes that we just released i'm blanking on who well, Claire Downs, uh, one of our other previous winners. Yeah, she, she did that and found some interesting festivals through it. Yeah. What do you think about film festivals in general? Like, how was your experience? That's Nifty? awesome. Nifty was like, it was the just best. the best. Yeah, I don't think we're going to top Nifty. Like, we just mm. met so many. Everyone was just, like, wanting to meet each other. And everyone was so talented and had the most amazing films. And, yeah, we've met collaborators awesome. from there. It was like it exceeded our expectations, definitely. It was, wow. it was truly one of the best experiences I've ever had. I think it was like every every single filmmaker, all the programmers, mm. everyone was so supportive, like genuinely, not like truly genuinely. We would just talk to people in passing wow. and they would show up. They came to our it? screening at like nine in the morning. Okay. And like and you guys went there. just came. To, it was in uh, Seattle and... And we went and I've, I was so inspired by the other films and like the quality of, of art and just filmmaking and creativity that I was seeing, the breadth of diversity in stories. And like, it was just, it was truly one of the best experiences I've ever had. Oh, and awesome. I will go every year till the day I die. <laughs> like I, mm -hmm. I no longer qualify because I'm 26 <laughs> and you have to be 25 and under, but yeah. I do not care. I will get myself a guest pass ticket. Like <laughs> I will go every year, just, just truly to enjoy That's the quality awesome. of work that they um, celebrate. Yeah, it was know, really some, phenomenal. Some festivals you go, and it's yeah. like I was in this one festival. Highly recommend. And the festival director was just—you could tell he was just in it for the money. And like to get, if you won an award, you had to pay for the like trophy or whatever it was so scammy it was like why are you even doing this so um but when you go to a good festival it's worth it like, i've been at dances with films a few times and that's yeah i love dances with films um they really care about the filmmakers you know everyone there is super interested in everyone else's project um i was at chicago film festival just as a guest recently that one was really cool as well that's wonderful um, you know, q and a's and all that kind of thing so yeah, I, I love film festivals as well. It's just you have to make sure you're going to, um, you know, like a reputable one that actually cares about the filmmakers. Totally. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I highly I've recommend been, Nifty. I, rec I was recommended to submit to it's that wonderful. as well. I can't now. 
but years ago um you know i've always ho heard good things about that that fest so definitely worth checking out if you are eligible you have to be what 25 and under uh yeah 25 and under there was a i remember there was like mm -hmm. uh, one of the programs was called was like fun. saturday morning cartoons mm -hmm. and it was just all this animation stuff and there was this one yeah it was so fun and there was this one claymation oh short about bugs wow. made by an 11 year old and it was phenomenal so like truly cool. apply until you're 25 if you can give our community it's wonderful. filmmakers it could be about film festivals or just anything related to anything just just do it like we started we we're like mm -hmm. we're not at a film production program but we want to make films like how are we going to do it and so we just wrote something and then we made it like this before I made a bone certainties. We were just like, we're just going to do it. We like rented like a camera for like a really cheap right. camera. Um, I mean, not cheap, but not an Alexa mini and just kind of did it. And, and that, that was so important for us. So it was like the first step in, in making films and collaborating and working with each other. Um, just yeah. do that and then go from there. I mean, everyone says that, but it's true. You just got to no. make a film. But, I, but I, I agree. I think I think the biggest thing I learned from doing what Lucy just said was that, like, mm -hmm. even if I don't know how to do something yet, like I can learn. And I think like it can feel really daunting to try and enter film. I think it's a, it, it can be a very overwhelming space, especially with like all the technical mm -hmm. aspects of it that maybe you don't have if you don't go to a film school. So that was really daunting to me. And I think by just kind of trying to do it I showed myself that like I do have the ability to to actually learn how to do something even without film school and I think that the other thing that I'm kind of learning that's been a lesson to me recently mm -hmm. is like don't be scared to just send an email like yeah. there's absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain like and I know it's really scary to just like send random people emails and it can feel like really dumb to just be like, no one's going to answer wow. me. Um, nine times out of 10, I've gotten a response and it has led to new projects. Wow. It has led to getting involved in That's things that I'm really passionate about. And like so I think the lesson out of that, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm learning just, from you because like, I'm such a pessimist sometimes where I'm like, no one's going to respond. Like it's going to be embarrassing, That's awesome. but a lot of good things have happened with that kind mm -hmm. of um, outreach. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to change. I'm being yeah. very inspired by, by your <laughs> kind of outreach. And I don't know, well, it's been what, fun uh, to, what to of, learn like, and to balance. Each other. To? Like, what kind of yeah. Well, I mean, so recently, Recently, I there was someone we met at Nifty who whose film we really loved, and we didn't speak with them for very long, but we just kind of passed, you know, each other and followed each other on Instagram. And they have a wonderful short film that's in post production that they needed some more money for, and they were doing a, a like seed and spark campaign for. It. And I saw the trailer, and I don't know, just something in me absolutely fell in love with this project, and on a whim, I just sent him an email and I was like, hey, 
<laughs> um, do you need any producer support? Is there anything I can do? I'm like truly in love with this. I don't know how I fit in in any way, but if there's anything I can offer, I would love to talk to you about it. We spoke oh, that's awesome. at length. I am now a part of the project helping with and stuff like that. And it's, it's a project that like mm. means so much to me, even though I have only now just begun to work on it. And I think, and similar things happened with like a lot of the features we're uh, developing at the moment, sending writers and directors emails being like, I love this short film that I saw you did. I love it. Like, do you have anything else that you need uh, development help on? And so I think the biggest lesson that kind of I've gotten out of that is I have to trust my instinct and I have to trust that like I I can believe in myself and I can I can put some power and energy behind the things I believe in and I don't have to be I don't have to doubt my of course doubt is is a big thing but I I think mm -hmm. that I can feel the doubt and then push past it I mean, I a little bit you're getting such a high response yeah. rate because at least in the first example you met the person before so it wasn't just a cold email you were you know had a, a connection with them already um, yeah and then you're also offering to help on the project so it's like truly about collaboration so um definitely providing value because like i'll get emails sometimes and it's just like yeah you know we need someone emailed me it was ridiculous they said they already had one hundred and fifty thousand dollars raised for their short film and they wanted more and i'm just like I don't even remember what I said. So I was like, you could make so many short films with that, first of Why, all. What, <laughs> what are you doing? You, that's almost like a feature budget or a low-budget feature. so many short um, films with that. And then they were like, they were just asking for money. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah. I mean, we are a film funding company, so I get it. But when, when you're reaching out to people, you yeah. need to try to provide value. That's not the best example because we are a company and like we have a customer emailing us, so we have to handle that a little bit differently. But I agree. Emailing like a producer or something like that, um, you know, to try totally. to network or advance your career. Like always think, always put yourself on their side of it. Like how can I provide value to them? Which I think you've done a great job of in the examples that you share. Completely. No, I think that's a, I think that's an incredibly good point that you're making that is inherent to kind of how I try and think about emailing people. I think being able to be like, I love what you're doing and I want to do what I can to help you realize that, especially like as a producer, sending those emails, um, I think is, I think you're right. I think it's an, very important to be like, this is what I can bring. This is what I want to bring. This is what I see. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't know. I think art is a beautiful thing. And if we're able to collaborate and help each other make something, I, that's kind of why I do it. Yeah, so. I think for like, thinking about Nifty, like it, it wasn't really just like networking. It was like, oh, wow, there's all these people that want to do what I want to do. And we could do that together and like learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And that I think is definitely how you should approach yeah. like reaching out to people. Definitely not with kind of an ask, but like, how can we how can we learn from each other because we're all doing this like separately like mm -hmm. might save some time if we just like talk about our strategies and and share creative ideas and i think that's kind of the way to yeah. approach outreach and everyone says yeah. this but like make friends like friends 
that is where our like deepest mm. collaborations have come from with people that we really just like enjoy spending time with and totally. really just yeah. appreciate their like, creativity and their ideas. Like. People work with people they like. Exactly. We'll hire people they like. Um, <laughs> totally. We're for FF Branded, the film fund's sister agency where we do our branded work. Our first big gig was with Comcast and how we got it was I, w I was on a festival, film festival committee with someone who worked at Comcast um, and they needed video work done for a nonprofit that they were donating to and she liked me and we had a relationship already you know working on the film festival committee so we're like oh I'll go with Tom because I know I know him I know he does good work and like we have that relationship there it's a lot easier once you you know once you know someone and once you know how they work and yeah. who they are um, so yeah always make friends because you never know where that's going to lead so my Final question, um, what is next Definitely. for both of you in the next year or so? So as a company, we kind of already touched on this, but working towards more music videos, branded content, and also like developing um, narrative projects, whether that be features or our own shorts. Mm. Um, and then personally, yeah, I'm... I love music videos, so just trying to hone that skill and mm -hmm. get more into directing branded content. Um, <laughs> love that. And also yeah. writing. Perfect. All of it. All of it. See, see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, I echo everything Lucy's saying. I think in the next year, I, I find so much joy out of producing and kind of development and all of that stuff. And as much as I love it, I also want to make mm -hmm. sure that I pour some time into my own creativity and my own writing. And so I think in the next year, as well as continuing to do all the things with Phased, I think I'm also yeah. going to dedicate a good portion of my time to my own writing and my own ideas and, and also feeding my creativity so that I can also, because I think, yeah. I think I'm a better producer when I'm also, you know, able to kind of express myself and do my things. And so, so I think, Finding finding a balance that. Yeah, with mean, that is my be my personal goal for that. Also, this sounds so corny and cliched, but like feeding your own soul and like harnessing your own creativity. Um, you always need to be working on stuff that fulfills you because you're yeah. just gonna be happier in life and it's gonna make your yeah. job a lot easier and you're gonna have more skills to bring to the table um, when you're doing something for work Maybe. again. No, I was done. And also I think it Sorry, not to cut you off. I also think that it helps like sharpen your skills as a producer and as a director to like constantly be be thinking and like mulling things over and kind of deciding mm -hmm. what you like because I think that's a really important part of it too. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, or not even just film. Like I've been doing a lot more. Like mm -hmm. I think we talked about this before. Like not like just nonfiction writing, journaling getting back into photography just because I realized I'm like what what is what am I drawn to like what are the types of stories that I want to tell why am I doing this and just like giving myself the space and kind of being patient with myself be like okay I don't need to be writing all the time mm -hmm. let me figure out what I want to be writing and, and why I want to be doing that and and hoping something will come from that which I, I think it I think it will yeah I totally yeah no I think it's important to lead a full life like I, I've been getting into photography again as well. And it's not like, it's something I love because it's not for work. 
like I see screenwriting and working on the film fund, developing projects, like, oh, that's my career. Like, I love it and I'm passionate about it, but okay. it's, there's stress there. But photography is like totally something non-commercial, yeah. totally just something fun. I shoot on film and get it developed and scan yeah. it. It's like, oh, this is like yeah. just for me. Photography um, became a job, which is why I stopped like, doing it. Release. So I'm trying to get back in like a lot more intentionally. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I definitely hear that. Yeah, yeah. I think also from mm-hmm. me personally, sure. <laughs> I... I've made art my career kind of since (laughs) I was a child. And I think while that is so wonderful and I would never want it any other way, I do think it does invite a lot of stress, like you're saying. And so I think, especially when you care about the thing that you're doing and you're so passionate about it. So I think I recently, like Mm. in the past two months, decided that I was going to try to learn the piano, not for any professional reason, but like truly just, just to like Mm. do something for me. And it's been such Mm. a joy to come to something and learn how to do something without any expectation or pressure. And I actually think it's really informed Mm. how I go about doing my professional work because I've been able to show myself that I can be incredibly productive and creative without this like looming stress or pressure and even though that's Mm -hmm. inevitable when you're doing something for your career I think there definitely is a way to find a better balance so that you can be happy (laughs) because I think like that's key you know yeah totally yeah yeah definitely agree um we're just on the same wavelength today. Like I also started taking piano lessons because I wanted something not, I mean, I initially started a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I can use this for, for film. That's what I did too. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Why don't you separate it? Everything doesn't need exactly. to be about film. Someone told me once I was like talking about ideas I had and they're like, Tom, you know, everything doesn't need to be a company. Right. I was like, I am so glad <laughs> you said that because um, I yeah. am having a very similar epiphany where I'm like, not everything I do has to be for my job. Because initially I was yeah. like, I'm going to learn piano so I can score films. And then I was like, that's exactly. so stressful. Why am I, why am I doing that? Like, right? Yeah. I just want to learn piano so I can play in a jam. Right. Weekends. Like, I just want to learn piano so that for like 30 minutes a day, I can take a deep breath and just do something for me. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, guys, that was super awesome. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, do you have channels on social media? Yeah. We can check out um, my personal Instagram is just at Ariel Friedman, A-R-I-E-L-L-E underscore Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N <laughs> underscore. Uh, yeah, my Instagram is just my name, Lucy Blumenfield, um, B-L-U-M-E-N-F-I-E-L-D. And uh, our company's Instagram is phased, F-A-Z-E-D dot films. Also, facefilms.com awesome. if, if you want to see all our work. Yes. Facefilms.com. <laughs> Check it out. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning into the podcast. And I want to remind you that our fall narrative and documentary contests are open. So check out thefilmfund.co to submit your entry. You could win up to $10,000 for your film, including prizes like Kids Play gift cards that Ariel and Lucy won to help with their film and pay for their camera equipment. Um, also check the website regularly for the most up-to-date information. Check out our blog at blog.thefilmfund.co. Great filmmaking and producing tips. Fit out, sign up for our newsletter and follow us on social, uh, at the film fund on Instagram, simply film fund on Twitter. 
facebook.com slash film fund co and the film fund on linkedin if you want to be super corporate which i don't really think any of you do but we're there anyway we also have an ebook on our resources page go to the filmfund.co slash resources for the ultimate guide to pre-production i want to thank everyone for listening or watching if you're checking out our video feed you can see me finicking with the lighting all throughout today's episode because we had a ton of sun um i look kind of normal now so thank god for that and yeah tune in let's say every other friday for new episodes um Ariel, Lucy, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. And definitely everyone should apply to the Film Fund. It's wonderful. And it really helped us get our film made. So thank you. Awesome. Check us out. Check them out. We'll include their short film link in the show notes. And we will tag them when we release this episode. So thanks, guys. I'll uh, I'll talk to everyone soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.